Hello, and welcome to the What's Career Got to Do With It podcast, where we hope to provide a space of honest conversation and information that encourages the listener to take the next steps in their career journey. Wherever you are in this process, we hope this episode will meet you with affirmation, guidance, and maybe some laughs along the way. On today's episode, we will discuss what happens when you don't get the job. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, man. We were so energetic coming into this. Like <laughs> just went wild. That don't just drug us down to the bottom. <sighs> okay. Oh. If at first you don't succeed. Try, try, try. Yes. Again. There it is. Yeah. Oh, Aaliyah. And we solved it. That's episode. Bye. <laughs> just kidding. We're going to do my song at the end. Okay. Aaliyah. Maybe we won't. Off and try again. You can dust it off. Can we play songs again, on again, this recording and not get copyright pulled down? We don't have money not. like that. Like Damn. we don't. Well, <laughs> what happens when you don't get the job? <laughs> Side hustle. Yeah, I mean, yes. true. true. Copywriting, it's great. <laughs> okay. So, I think maybe if if anybody's open to share, I have. I mean, not sure. I I can share about times I didn't get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but is is anybody willing to start us off and talk a little bit about that experience? Uh, just maybe some of the things that you went through or you thought through, or what was your first inclination to say, "What the heck?" And that was edited because that's not what I would say. <laughs> um, yeah. I can think of so many working in athletics. <laughs> um, oh, no. I remember this one specifically. I applied for a position, and it would have been my second full-time job out of out of undergrad, although I went to an HBCU, so really I worked a full-time job for two years. Um, and I interviewed. It was great over the phone, had great questions. They asked great questions. I made it to the on-campus version went on campus, had a blast, went to dinner, spent the night overnight. It was like it was all out Hmm. only for them to call me two days later and say, we decided to not fund the position. And I was like, what? (laughs) We went through all of that. Yes, we've decided to pause on funding the position for this year. Um, You know, didn't quite know how to tell you this. And I'm just like, wow. All right. And I think I was just one thrown because I just knew I had that job. You couldn't tell me anything different. Mm. I mean, everybody was laughing. It was a great time. It felt like a great fit. Um, The weather where I was going was going to be amazing. Um, You know, I was all in it. And then when they called and said that, like, I didn't know what to do. I think for like, I don't know, a solid day or two, I was just like, well, guess I'm going to go work at the food line because I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just one of those things that kind of, you know, um, brought you down for a second. But again, we talk about having mentors and people in your circle to kind of shake you up out of that funk that you're in. And and I gave my mentor a call and, and he was like, well, that's dumb. Um, here's two more jobs that I found for you. Go ahead and start um, working on those applications and send me them before you submit them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, again, it's just one of those things where I was allowed to sit in my feelings, but for a short period of time um, and can only be super thankful for the people, again, who were around me in my circle who believed in me, in, in my abilities and, you know, believed in their mentoring and kind of encouraged me to to keep going because it was going to be something that wasn't going to be the last time it happened. Mm-hmm. So, 
Hey, Nicole. It, it, it flew you out. Right. <clears throat> Overnight and everything. Crumb, Put me in a hotel crumb. overlooking the mountains. Oh. Oops. Was it Utah? <laughs> oh. Uh. <laughs> Like, I mean, Moving you could on. even say, like, Tennessee. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> she did say good weather, though. <laughs> Cali? Utah. Everybody is so curious. Now. What? I'll never tell. Oh. Okay, since you're so nosy, do you mind? Uh... <laughs> oh, no, you tried to call me out on this episode, already. That's all right. I got you after this. Um, when you were talking about the like finding something after that happened. For me, I experienced like the the lull of not getting a job when I tried to switch industries. Mm-hmm. And I think one, because it was, I was a um, recent grad, well, undergrad, and I was switching from an industry that I had studied, you know, committed four years to gaining some sort of understanding about to something totally different. I considered like the possibility of what do I just go back and work at the local grocery store? What if I just go back and work at the fast food place? At that point, fast food was starting to pay people like, you know, $10, $15 an hour to work full time. And I was like, I'm not that person that's too good for a job. If it's going to pay me, give me some sort of benefits until I can find that next thing. Um, that's where my mind went to when I couldn't land a job in that period of time before I switched industries. So for me, I think the the rejection was tough, especially when you commit hours to sourcing jobs through LinkedIn, sourcing jobs through your personal network, sourcing jobs through um, other job search platforms and not you know, finding things, get into that first round interview, second round, third round, then they're like, oh, wait, we're going to get back to you and then never get back to you. Like it was it was tough. But for me, I'm that stubborn, hard headed person where, OK, you didn't work. Let me find something else until um, I make it work. Mm-hmm. I think uh, for me, when I, I was applying for this job and, you know, went through the whole process, had conversations um, and the director called me. <clears throat> he was like, you were in our top picks, but it wasn't the top. But here's the deal. Like, here's my number. You call me if you need me. Um, and I appreciated that. It sucked, though, because I was in a space where I was so ready to leave where I was. Like, I mentally was just not in a good space. I wasn't happy. Y'all heard me say, my mama said, baby, are you happy? If not, you got to get there. I was not happy. I was not having any forward moving progress. So it was extremely, like, disheartening. Um, But looking at hindsight, I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, talked to some colleagues who are in that space. I don't think I would have been in a better space um, over there. So sometimes when you get that hit, that hit is for the reason. And sometimes when you're going through the most issues or you're in that lull or in that valley, if you will, um, it's something else that you're supposed to see or know or learn. And um, I, I just, you know, hindsight, I appreciate not getting that job. But in that moment, it was just like, oh, my gosh, really? I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's there's two for me, and it's it's the both the I, the explicit I didn't get the job, and like there's several times in in my life where I've 
put myself out there and connected with a hiring manager. And we are having these mm-hmm. great conversations. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're down to our final three. And you're in it. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't tell me that they're going to interview the final two. And so I was the third. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry we decided to move forward. But if if you would like to stay in touch. And so then you get your hopes up again. Mm-hmm. And they, they, hire, they post another position. And then you hear back from them again. They're like, oh, so sorry. Just see your qualifications. And that's something you never want to hear is that it's like your qualifications actually did not match up with what they were looking for. And you're like, yeah, I spent all this time doing all these other things, thinking that it would maybe transfer over and it doesn't. And that is disappointing. You you sit in a space and I think it's okay to sit in that space. So I think if we say anything today for people, when you, when you don't get that opportunity, it's okay to feel a little bit defeated too. It's a little mm-hmm. bit because you put yourself out there. And anytime we put ourselves out there, we, we open ourselves up to being more vulnerable to exposing who we are as people and what we desire. And that's a risk. Um, and so there's going to be something attached to that when we do that. And, and so when it doesn't work out, it's okay to feel that bit of disappointment. The other one is a little bit, I guess, strange to call it, or say that I didn't get the job because technically I did get the job, but it it was the job that I didn't understand what it was until the offer came in and more was explained. And as I went through the hiring process, I was like, oh, this is not the job that I want. Mm -hmm. And so you're still not getting the job that you wanted, Mm. but... You, you do end up with a job and you have to say no. And there's still a lot of disappointment that comes with that as well of went through the process. And let me tell you, this process was all about intimidation. It was working and recruiting. Mm. And they're like, <laughs> I'm going to do one of my voices here. And this does not indicate that everybody in the industry talks like this, but this particular. Here we go. I love the disclaimer. I'm ready. <laughs> so, you know, this. uh Uh-oh. <laughs> I've met him. <laughs> this grind is uh, the grind, and uh, you got to keep your head down, and you got to push through. If you produce, uh, well, <laughs> you'll be making a lot of money. You'll be a top earner. Uh, Have you met my uncle? <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody has an uncle that sounds like that. <laughs> uh, and and that that whole thing was just a turnoff in the process. It it, it was something that was going to get me out of a place where I felt stuck, and so I was really looking forward to an offer. I was looking forward Mm -hmm. to what was coming about this this potential job that had so much and then it turned out to be not the job that I wanted and that's a tough space to sit in too and I think many people are like all right I want to hop to the all right now what I want to hop into that and so pump the brakes I think this is why we have this as a part of the process of evaluating and refining what mm-hmm. we've done mm-hmm. and how we got to where we are. Because I, I think this now what phase occurs more quickly for some than others, and that's okay as well. Um, so we want to speak to that. But I want to talk about, all right, now that everything has occurred, whether you got the job and it actually turned out to be, not to be the job that you wanted, or they sent that email, or some institutions that send that email five months to, actually, I've received a notification a full year and a half after yeah. I applied to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah. Um, what happens next in any of those situations? <laughs> what do you do? Mm. Nook, if you book. Hey. <laughs> I'm Nicole's face. Please. Someone take a picture. Oh, gosh. Can we get. 
Y'all, this is a Thursday. <laughs> it's not even a Friday. I, I mean, again, we, we I think I said it in the beginning, right? Dust yourself off and try again. Um, you know, there's there's going to be something out there. Um, I, I think definitely have a conversation with yourself, right? Kind of how, how yeah. Kay was saying as well, too. Um, if I cannot find something... Um, that is directly related to what I want to be doing. Where is the compromise for me to be able to get some sort of experience that will still continue to build my resume? But at the same point, if I'm in a place where I need to have income coming in, you know, where, where is my give? Right. So again, you know, knowing yourself, knowing your situation and kind of being a little bit, not even kind of being, but being realistic about it and, and knowing that, you know, right now I just need to get into something and I can continue to, to, you know, hopefully apply to the places that I want to be. Um, so, I mean, that, that would be my two pennies and a quarter. I just had this conversation with a student last week. Um, and that is really what I said. I'm like, listen, you got bills to pay. You tell me you don't want to go back home. You don't want to live in mom and dad's house. So here's what you do. You go get a job. And that's okay. And then maybe in your extra time, you volunteer in the space where you want to be and continue to grow your network. Like, here we go again. As Tasia said, sometimes you got to lose the win again. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be humble enough to know that I got to take care of myself. So let's just reevaluate and we will move forward. I can't I can't make it simpler than that. Mm-mm. And I think that's what's great about talking to us as advisors in the Career Center, because I feel like we have a perspective on life that's a little bit. Um, I let I'll say less clouded by the um, the immediacy and the clout that comes with certain industries. And I guess I'm speaking from like the entertainment mind kind of concept of like what people do in the entertainment industry is supposed to come quick, supposed to be flashy, supposed to be big, grand. And I think there's importance in understanding the um, the necessity of the day-to-day and the importance of the day-to-day work. And I think, again, when thinking about if you don't get the job, what can I do to make sure that I'm set up for success mm-hmm. at the base level? Mm-hmm. Because then from that base level grows the, the things that you want to to, you know, either influence or create for yourself, whether it be your personal brand or whatever that might be in an industry, too. You know, and in that community mm-hmm. sense, I was, again, having that conversation with a colleague yeah. across campus. I'm just like, you know, the percentage of students that I'm working with that are going to hit the president spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's be real with it. It's, it's almost like student athletes. How many of them are going to actually get to the league? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like six percent. So um, I'm still trying. I'm going to make it. <laughs> okay, Rudy, I have faith. Um, <laughs> but like you said, starting baseline. Mm-hmm. How about you start at the local municipality right, level, right. you know, and work your way up? Because you may find that this is not even where you want to be. You know, you might not want to be in the Senate like that. So things of that nature. So mm-hmm. yes, I, I concur, Kay. That's right. With government too, yeah. 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 Like, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a do the fast track and I'm going to be in legislature and then I'm going to make it to Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't, but I need you to understand that the numbers are fighting you. So mm-hmm. how do you... Mm-hmm. you know, increase what you got going on. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Rudy. I saw you getting ready to go. <laughs> I don't know. It reminded me of a, basically you saying you may not want to be in the Senate. I remember I thought I wanted to be a mega church pastor at one point. <laughs> oh, please what? tell this story. Really? Please. That would be Taco Bell. Please. No. Y'all know me now. And that would not work. <laughs> 
Now, I don't think it's a question that if you could do it or not, because I believe you could do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. just the story behind why we want to do it is interesting when you know who Rudy is now. <laughs> Dang. And, like well, T.D. Jakes? Get ready, get ready. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I, I think it's because people identify your skill set and they tell you, like, hey, you could potentially do this or this is what I see you as. And we try to live into that so oh. much. Yeah. Can, can we sit in that a minute? Yeah. I literally had a conversation with one of my old mentors the other day. I said, you know, I am extremely appreciative of all of the support you all gave me, but I realized recently that I spend a bulk of my career doing other things that people told me I was good at. And because I enjoy working, enjoyed it, but never really, I don't think honed in on the aspect of the work that I was doing, the parts that I enjoyed. Um, so that's a, that's a real thing too. Um, and it took me to 38 and a half, um, to figure that out. But it was just, it was one of those, those realization moments where, you know, I know I like to work. I am a worker bee. I always have been. So like when people, you know, can call on me and say, Hey, can you do this? Yeah, I can do it. Even though I may not know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna still do it. (laughs) Um, But that I spent a good majority of my career earlier in athletics, just doing things that either people needed me to do or encouraged me that I was good at it, which again, I believe them and I believe in the, in the, you know, the, the, the belief that they had in me, but it was very easy for me to just slide into something off of that mindset versus figuring out, is this what I enjoy doing? Is this what brings me joy? Are there pieces of this that I like versus pieces of it that I don't like? I was always just doing Dang. PSA, if you buy into every single vision that someone else has for your life, mm. then it won't be your life. Mm. I, I, mm. That sure felt like a sermon to me. Drop <laughs> mm. mm. the mic. Mm. Say a word, Rudy. Mm. No, I, I mean, I agree with mm. what Nicole said. It could preach. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but... We are these these people who exist beyond our workspace, and I want people to acknowledge that. I want people to help us develop as individuals, as humans who have lives beyond what they're doing for a living. And the hardest thing to do is when someone tells us, no, that we have to continue to be ourselves as well. And how does that shine through in the work that we do? Um, we have a colleague who called it a meanwhile job. Um, and I really appreciate that. This is my meanwhile job of before I can take that next step, before the opportunity does come my way, because mm-hmm. I need this in the meanwhile, while I pay the bills, yeah. while I uh, figure out a little bit more who I am and what exactly I need and what I don't need. Uh, because that's what I tell students all the time. When you get into that first opportunity, whatever it may be, an internship, a fellowship or a low paid position or a position that you may not even want at the time. Go ahead and start looking and saying, this is who I am. This is what I want. How does this current position not allow me to be me, to flourish, to live into who I am? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if I have any questions off of that. I, I think that was very fulfilling. That felt like the end of a great meal. <laughs> and what meal was it, Kay? That's mm. what I was ask. Mm. I'm tasting it. Hold on. Violet Beauregard, you about to turn to a blueberry. <laughs> 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 okay. 
Okay, go ahead. You good. <laughs> All right. I can't. So with, with one last uh, bit of advice for our, for our listeners, mm-hmm. whoever they may be, whoever mm-hmm. our listeners are. <laughs> I know they're out there somewhere. If you're out there, send us a letter. <laughs> we would appreciate that. Or oh, sponsorship. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> We're Unti- trying to take this on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Until something else comes up mm-hmm. your next opportunity or that next application you apply to what should you do continue to evaluate yourself right if if you want to be the best or if you have things that you believe skills that you believe you can contribute to to companies or organizations or things continue to work on those so again you know you might have to pivot a little bit but mm-hmm. pivoting is fine just figure out how to how to keep yourself going learning growing becoming more of an asset um there's a million point seven jobs i know sometimes it doesn't feel like it but sometimes you got to just kind of hunker down and and really look into the nitty-gritty of job descriptions and find those things that will continue to develop you and and again you know make you that that top candidate i i i have nothing else to say but in the words of journey don't stop believing like keep pushing yourself it's 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 going to be fine. Um, and like, like Nicole was saying, just keep reevaluating, keep pushing. Just, just don't stop. Just don't shut down and don't stop. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and start singing yeah. the background. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be the song we sing. Okay. I'm just going to leave this in this. I don't <clears throat> start it. Okay. The, la- the last thing I would say is be comfortable with waiting a little while. Mm-hmm. I think the, the one thing people forget about the job search process, at least that I've seen it, Levels of playing field for for most, if not all, if you're doing it, you know, depending on, you know, your networks and all that kind of stuff. So just be comfortable with being persistent and lean on again, people. I feel like we've said this throughout the the whole two seasons we've done so far. Wow, y'all, two seasons. Um, and I feel like Nicole and um, Angela and Rudy have barely been the hearkening voice of like really lean on to your support system. I think when that if that job doesn't come and when it doesn't come, that's the moment when you tap into to that support system to help you get through that that time of persistence and keep keeping going and building resilience too. You know, sometimes it, it starts with working hard to to get your fill, and everybody wants a thrill. Paying anything to roll the dice just one more time. Some will win, some will lose, some were born to sing the blues. Well, the movie never ends. It goes on and on and on and on. Strangers, Strangers waiting on.